Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition. Newcastle head down to Hills, Hillsborough to face Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup. I'm joined by Owls writer Ricky Charlesworth to get the insight into Newcastle's opponents tomorrow. Ricky, thank you very much for popping on to the podcast. Hope you had a, a good new year. Yeah, good one. Thanks. Uh, how about you? Yeah, not too bad. Gl- uh, glad to be uh, covering some cup football. The other cup, the League Cup, has been going really well for Newcastle um, into the quarterfinals, and that is on Tuesday. Going to be interesting to see if that plays any impact on Eddie Howe's team for tomorrow. Um, in many ways, Ricky, Newcastle fans might look at Sheffield Wednesday's position, second in the league, and maybe wonder if there's some similarities where the focus maybe relies elsewhere but the FA Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was looking at the stats before the game. I think between the two sides, they've lost four four league games all season, which is, you know, these are two teams, what, they're not used to losing matches. Um, obviously, there's levels, obviously, Newcastle, two levels above, but you know, I think the leveller in this game is, is the fact that obviously Hillsborough are expecting a big crowd. The atmosphere will be really good. And it's just, it's a chance as well for Wednesday to show what they can do, obviously, against a team, you know, much higher up. Um, you know, because that's where they want to be eventually, you know, 20 odd years out of the Premier League. You know, at the very least, you know, they want to be back in the Championship. They want to be having these these exciting nights under the lights at Hillsborough. So, yeah, I think. From a Wednesday perspective, it's, I get what you're saying. It's you know the priority is obviously the league, but if you offered them a, a good deep cup run, I think you'd you know they'd, they'd snap your hand off as well. And I think it is. It's that old saying, isn't it? Winning breeds winning breeds winning the momentum that they'll get from that. So yeah, I, I think it'd be a really good, interesting contest. Definitely, and and with Newcastle, it seems everybody wants to to take them on and and beat them. You know, we've seen them in previous games. We saw them. I mean, last. Yeah, in the FA Cup, they got knocked out by Cambridge. And it just seems that everybody wants to beat Newcastle. Um, how will Sheffield Wednesday approach us in terms of the way they, they set up? I mean, are you are you expecting a strong side, first of all, I guess, is the, the first question to answer? I think, yeah, I think they'll make changes because that's what Darren Moore does. You know, win, lose or draw, he, he makes changes. Predicting or trying to predict his lineup is very hard, <laughs> even more so. <coughs> Excuse me, even more so for, for an FA Cup tie. Um, but yeah, there's there's a couple of injury worries. We, we don't actually speak to Darren until two o'clock today. So we're kind of second guessing the team at this point. But Barry Bannon's the one. Um, obviously, I know Newcastle fans will know about him from his time at Villa on Wednesday when, you, when you're playing the Championship. But if he's fit, you know, I think he has to play in this game. You know, this is the kind of game that he, he would revel in, um, you know, live on TV against a big club. Um, so yeah, it's question marks over him. But yeah, I think he'll change it up a bit and make a few changes. Um and yeah, the big the other worry for Wednesday is centre half because they've got a player called Mark McInnes who's on loan, has been brilliant, um, been outstanding uh, as the, the centre of a, a three centre halves. Um and he's actually going back to Cardiff. So tomorrow will probably be his swan song. Um so yeah, whoever he's up against, um, 
you know, they're, they're guaranteed to have a tough game, whether that's Callum Wilson, whether that's Chris Wood, etc. Whoever. Um, so yeah, tomorrow trying to predict Wednesday's team will be very hard. But I think, um, yeah, I, I, like I say, I think it's got all the ingredients for a, for an interesting cup tie. It certainly has. I think there's a reason why the BBC maybe picked it to show it. Mm. Eleven BBC one. Yeah. Eddie Howe's team. It's it's very similar to as you see there with with Sheffield Wednesday. It's hard to predict what Eddie Howe does. He said today in his press conference, "I haven't picked the team yet because I want to assess training today. But we have a good squad. You always want to give people opportunities to stake their claim to play, but you have to get the balance right." In yesterday's podcast episodes. Me and John Gibson, we spoke about the potential Newcastle United side, and mm. it is so hard to predict because I've got a feeling he might play a similar side to the one that drew at Arsenal. Because as you say with Sheffield Wednesday, it's all about that momentum. You know, you yeah. want to keep winning games. It's it's going to be an interesting team sheet. You mentioned there, Callum Wilson, Chris Wood. I think that's probably one of the changes that we could see. Maybe um, Chris Wood come in for for Callum Wilson. But in terms of the way Sheffield Wednesday actually play, I mean, if they do make changes, does that change the way they play, or will they play as they have done, um, you know, in League One for, for how they have done this season? I think, yeah, I think personal mind change. But I'd imagine that the system will stay the same. It's kind of settled now at the minute on a on a back three wing backs, so like a three five two effectively. So the other day you had Malik Wilkes as a auxiliary right wing back. Um, you know, he's he's not a wing back, but he was kind of plugging a hole. He had Josh Windass, who's got a hat-trick, um, playing just behind the front too. So, yeah, it's um, he's kind of got players. He's recruited players that can play multiple positions. But in terms of his, his system and his tactics, I think, I think again, trying to second-guess what he'll do is, is pretty tough. But I think it'll be three at the back with the, the two wing-backs. But again, you know, I think this is a game where Wednesday have nothing to lose. And I know people say that a lot. You know, cup games, but they really don't. You know, they're on a three-month unbeaten run. The only loss in that was to Southampton on penalties in the at the League Cup. So, like I say, Newcastle on Wednesday, they don't lose many games. They're not used to losing. Um, so, I think it's going to be really interesting. But whatever team Newcastle put out, you know, you look up down their squad. Um, I suppose as well, you'll be you'll be quite eager to to kind of not come a cropper like you did against Cambridge, wasn't it last year? Was that in the third round? That was in the third round. Yeah, this yeah. time uh, last year, Kieran yeah. Trippier's first game, uh, Newcastle. It just added to the bad place Newcastle were in at that time, staring yeah, yeah. in the in the face. And and I mean the turn. It goes to show just how big of the turnaround it's, it's been. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, how big of a factor will the Hillsborough crowd play in this? And we know Newcastle from a perspective of St James's Park. Yeah. Is that old cliche of a twelfth man? Is yeah. that the same down for the Owls? Um, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the home form this season has been really good. I think it's the second best home form. They've lost. They lost once to Barnsley, like a, lo- a local derby. That was back in at the start of the season. But since then, they've been really good at home. Um, I'm trying to think of the last big occasion like this we had at Hillsborough. Obviously, during COVID, when it was lot, fans were locked out, I'm pretty sure it was a Man City. We played Man City in an FA Cup game just before the lockdown. So that's what nearly three years ago. Um, so yeah, it's uh, but they weren't in a good run of form like they are now. Then, so yeah, I'm expecting the crowd will be thirty thousand plus, like you say, live on TV. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's I keep saying it's got all the ingredients for a great tie. Hopefully, it's not a, a dead rubber nil nil. Um, but yeah, I, I think the crowd will play its part. Um, but 
likewise, Newcastle have, have sold their allocation out, you know, unsurprisingly. Yeah, bringing a big following down from Tyneside. I'm right in thinking that Sheffield Wednesday coming to this game on the back of a 5-0 win over Cambridge, ironically. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, I mean, how much of a boost is that? Not only to be winning games, but seemingly scoring for fun as well. Yeah, well, that was the kind of the game where it's, it's they've been threatening to do that for a while. You know, they've lost, that was 13 without loss now in the league. Um, but the wins in within those have been kind of one or two goal margins. So that was the joint biggest win of the season. Like I said, Cambridge were, I think they had a few injuries, but, you know, they they couldn't lay a glove on Wednesday. They were really, you know, backs to the wall. I think they had one shot on target all game. And yeah, Wednesday just kind of put them to the sword. So, Obviously not expecting that again tomorrow, but it's that attacking intent. That's what fans have been calling out for. There was a recent game where there was a few years after a nil-nil um, and they were third in the league at that point. So you kind of get the expectation of the fan base. It's similar when Newcastle in the Championship, you know, the club is, you know, without wanting to sound, you know, um, um, as though it should be in the Championship, let's have it right. It's not a League One club. And likewise, when Newcastle were in the second tier, not a second tier club. So the fans, you know, push that expectation onto the players and managers. So yeah, um I think that's all they want to see. All any team wants to see, all any fans want to see is, is a team that attacks and goes for it. And in terms of the fans looking ahead to the game against Newcastle, mm. is there excitement, but also is there kind of an, an acceptance? And maybe like you said earlier on the show, they've got nothing to lose. Maybe yeah. they are expecting a defeat. But they'll go out and the expect the expect their team to go out and give it their best shot. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, like you said earlier, the, the bread and butter is the league. You know, the the promotion. They've been in this league. This is the second year now in this league. Um, you know, I know a team not too far from you, um, from you guys that was in this league for four years. Um, you know, again, which is unthinkable. That that can't happen. Third year would be, you know, unacceptable for for a size of Wednesdays. For a size a club the size of Wednesday. So the aim is the championship, getting promoted. But as a little sideshow, you know, if they can put on a good performance um against a team, obviously like Newcastle, that are, they've lost once all season. What what was it? Anfield, last minute goal. So again, a team that does not lose easily. Um, I think they'll accept that. Um and like I say, yeah, if, all you can ask for is putting up a good performance and you know, giving it a go. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll do that after the, the recent run they've been on. <clears throat> There's a lot of question over whether Alan St. Maxman may start tomorrow for Newcastle. So there's a few comments from people watching live right. uh, from Roger here asking about your right wing back, whom, if Alan St. Maxman does start over Newcastle's wing, you'll be uh, up against your right wing back. He's asking, is he any good? Who is he? Is a well, player? yeah, this is the question again. Right wing back has, has, has changed in recent weeks. So the other day it was Malik Wiltz, who anyone with any knowledge of, of him knows he's not a defender. Uh, but he actually played really well. But Cambridge didn't really trouble him. The game before that was Alex Mighton, who was on loan from Forest. Again, not really a, a full back by trade. Um, they've got Liam Palmer, who can play as a right wing back, Jack Hunt. So it, it could be one of those four. Um, and, you know, that's not any kidology. That is literally. <laughs> It could be any of any of them, but I think the one that would be best, it, like I say, if, if Maximum plays, um, I wouldn't want to see Wilkes at right wing back. Put it that way. Um, we've talked about 
well, obviously Newcastle coming into this game is favourite to me with the expectation from the Sheffield Wednesday side. Anyhow, said in his press conference about the game tomorrow, the biggest thing is how we approach the game and the mentality of the group, the motivation levels, professionalism, desire. We're under no illusions that'll be a difficult task, but it'll be more difficult if we're not in the right place ourselves. So he's doing what he usually does. It's all about what Newcastle can do. That tends to be his approach to every game, not really worrying too much about the opposition. Um, is the Sheffield Wednesday manager of a similar approach, you know, don't worry too much about the opposition. Let's just concentrate on, on the ability that we've got within the camp. Yeah, very much so. I think he does make a point in, in most press conferences to, to kind of not talk up the opposition, but, you know, pay him respect, but, you know, not go over the top kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, I think some fans have kind of, if there's one criticism more, that the fans have, in recent weeks, they've kind of been at that mindset that we're going out to stop the other side rather than, you know, doing what we do best. But I think he's took the shackles off last two games. Last game in particular against Cambridge, um, there was four strikers that started. And I include Wilkes as a striker in that. So, um, you know, that showed the intent from the off. Um, whether he'll do that again against, obviously, high-quality opposition tomorrow, I'm not sure. I'd like to see him, you know, go for it tomorrow, but not be gunko and not be stupid and leave it open at the back. But, yeah, I think it's getting that balance right. As I said, I don't think Wednesday's got anything to lose. Uh, but what you don't want is, a, is an absolute, you know, a, a tonking because that, that could really hold momentum. Well, I mean, the FA Cup is always sold as like the Cup of Dreams, isn't it? The underdogs always always talked up. How easy will it be for Darren Moore to tap into that? And, and you know, because everyone loves a, a Cup upset, don't they? And yeah. it does tend to happen in these early rounds of the FA Cup. So how how easy will it be for the gaffer to tap into that and, and kind of use that as a motivation to, to get the best out of his team? Yeah, I think um, I think in terms of the, the cup, they did well in the League Cup. Um, they pushed Southampton really, really well. Like I said, that was their last defeat and it was on penalties. So, um, you know, they can take it to, to Prem teams. Um, and Everton, I think that was last season. I might be getting confused with the, the COVID seasons. They definitely played Premier League team last year. Um, and get, like I said, gave a good account of themselves. Um, but yeah, I think it goes back to it, doesn't it? You, if you get a good run in this competition, I think that can only age you in your, in your league. And I know people go, oh, there's, there's midweek games, there's more matches. But, you know, winning breeds winning. And momentum is, is massive, especially in the, the title race that, that Wednesday are in. You know, it's really tight. Not many points between us and Ipswich and Plymouth. So <clears throat> I think a good cup run would be would be nice. It obviously boosts the coffers as well, which is even for a club like Wednesday, you know, I don't know what they get, TV money tomorrow, 100 grand, something like that, which is, we're in January as well. So every bit of dosh helps, I suppose. Not not so much for Newcastle nowadays, but. <laughs> yeah, um, slightly uh, better answers perhaps than we've been used yeah. to in, in, in recent years. Um, we've got a, a few more um, <clears throat> comments here. Um, well, people asking whether the likes of um, Alexander Isaac will play for Newcastle. He's been out for five months. Eddie Howe said that he's going to assess him in training. Yeah. I think he's likely to come and back on the bench. It's hard to be out for five months and then come um, straight back into the, the swing of things. But, you know, what a, a dilemma to be in if you're Eddie Howe to be able to have these players on the bench. In terms of Sheffield Wednesday's biggest threat, and I know you say it, it's difficult to, to pinpoint exactly what Dan Moore's going to do it more with his side. Um, but who is the biggest threat that Newcastle would, would need to look out for? Uh, as I said earlier, if he's fit, Bannon, 100%, is the best player in that squad. I think he's the best player in that division on his day. I think there's 
there's nobody could really touch him. Again, he's a championship quality player. Um, at, at, at the worst, I think. Um, but yeah, if he plays, he, everything goes through him. Um, like I say, he's just there. He's like the the engine room. He's, he's the creativity. He's the past masters. But if he doesn't play, <laughs> uh, that's not to say there's not going to be threats. I think Michael Smith's a really interesting one. So he's not sure how much Newcastle fans know about him, but he's a boy of Geordie. I think he had a season ticket at St James's. Uh, big, big Newcastle fan. He actually had a, uh, an interview where he spoke recently about Alan Shearer. Obviously, not alone in, in idolising Shearer, but um, and we're actually speaking to Smith later on today, so I'm sure he'll speak more about that. But but yeah, he's a big target man. He's got, I think he scored 20 goals in each of his last two or three seasons in, in League One. Uh, he's had a bit of a slow start, but he's, he's, he's scored a few. I think he's got 11 in all comps so far. So he's kind of hitting the ground. You know, he's sort of hitting his stride of late. So he'll be a threat. You know, he's a big target man. Um, but as I say, if Bannon plays, you know, he'll be the one to, for Newcastle to kind of try and keep quiet. Because most or 90% of good stuff that Wednesday do goes through um, goes through Bannon. Hmm. Michael Smith, a uh, product of the Walls End Boys Club. So Newcastle yeah. fans know all about that. And I'm sure he'll uh, relish playing against his, his boyhood club tomorrow um in, in terms of the weakness then where is Sheffield Wednesday's biggest vulnerability um I would say probably down that right wing back <laughs> right wing back role like I said they've not nailed that down left wing back's been Marvin Johnson for the vast majority of the season they've got a settled back three three centre halves um for the time being they'll have to address that when McGuinness goes next week but that right side of the defence is like I say They've had Iorfa there, they've had Hunt, they've had Mighton, they've had Wilkes. He's not kind of nailed that down. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if if there is an area or a weakness, that would be it. Midfield, like I say, if Bannon plays, you've got, usually have two alongside him. And then up front, they've got, I think, the best pool of strikers in the division. You know, you've got Lee Gregory, Michael Smith, Callum Patterson, Malik Wilkes, Josh Windass. So there's a lot of firepower there. So, yeah, for me, they're a strong team for that level, but they're going to be tested, obviously, by, by Premier League quality tomorrow, whatever whatever team they play. Um, I just wanted to ask you about Jacob Murphy. What, what's his... Because, obviously, he's a player Wednesday had a couple of seasons back, really impressive. Um, is he still, you know, in, in the Eddie House plans long-term, do you think, or...? Long-term, I'm, I'm not too sure, but he has been Eddie Howe's most used... Uh, substitute Eddie Howe has big faith in him. We saw against Arsenal on Tuesday, uh, he was he was one of the first subs brought on. So I think Eddie Howe does value him. Whether he's going to be here long term, Castle obviously are building to challenge at the top of the table. I mean they're doing that at the moment ahead of schedule, but you know there mm. probably will be some tough decisions to be made sooner rather than later. He's a boyhood fan as well. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no room for sentiments in, in this game, I guess. He's you know, he's clearly a talent, but whether he's a top four talent is yeah. is another question. Um, but yeah, you know, you can't doubt his work rate, his efforts, his desire, and and his love for the club as well. He just, I think everyone's keeping their fingers crossed that he can find a bit of form and start scoring a few goals. Um, yeah. He's been unlucky. He always tries to chip chip the keeper for some reason and it never quite comes off from. But yeah, no fault in him. Every time he pulls on that shirt, he gives us all. Um, but long term, 
you've probably seen Newcastle investing in in, in maybe a, a better quality um, you know winger. But uh, I mean, you know, if you if we move to the championship next season with with Sheffield Wednesday, he'd be one of the best players in that league without without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. I think. I was going to say that's the balance, isn't it? Obviously, what Newcastle's trying to do, rather than rush it, it's kind of like incremental, you know, signings. But obviously, the the sacrifice of that is that these players will help you get there. <clears throat> you know, after a while, you kind of have to you have to make a judgment and say, are they good enough to get to that level? Yeah, exactly. And I think you look at Jacob Murphy, and he kind of epitomises what Eddie Howe is building at Newcastle, and a large part of that is based on the character of the mm. player. I mean, you look at what Jacob Murphy had to go through to get to this stage. It looked, at least on two opportunities, like his time at Newcastle was over. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Eddie Howe comes in, and, and he's 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 one of those players who's kind of turned his career around at, at St James's Park. But his attitude's just absolutely brilliant. And there are few better sights, I think, at a full-time whistle than when you see that big smile on Jacob Murphy's face because he's yeah. a Newcastle fan. It's like when Dan Byrne. Yeah, I'm yeah. being another Newcastle fan, and the smile when they've won a game or they've earned a hard point, they just look just absolutely loving life. It's, it, I don't know if you've seen the um, after every game Newcastle win, there's a there's a photograph in the dressing room, yeah, yeah, put out. And Jacob Murphy's probably the first player I look for. Um, <laughs> I just want to see because you know, we've all you know, everyone listening to this podcast, and um, the majority of them will be a Newcastle fan, hopefully. Yeah. And, He's just living their dream, living our dream. And it's just always nice to see how happy he is. And he's yeah. always smiling. So a great character to have around the dressing room. Anyhow, definitely seems to like him. It's going to be interesting, though, to see what happens in the summer. Because I think he'll have suitors as well. You know, he's a, clearly a talented player. Um, he would definitely have uh, takers, I think, in the lower end of the Premier League as, as well as top end of the championship. Yeah, so, a contract in the summer, or? I think he's got a couple of years left to run. I'm not entirely sure when it runs out. I think there was a bit of discussion last season that it was um, coming up. But I think then he, he had a clause activated, if right. I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. It kind of went under the radar a little bit, but I don't think... Let me just try and find out where the contract lies. Uh, did, did, so, 2027, actually. All right. Yeah, so, four years then. <laughs> yeah, we while to run 27. So, you know, it's just whether you can step up a level. Mm. And... Um, I'm sure the, uh, the the kind of carrot and stick kind of analogy where you know you're going to want to be part of this journey, like, yeah. like Sean Longstaff, like Dan Byrne, you know he's going to want to be part of the journey which sees his club reach the the, the, the top level of the of the Premier League and playing in Europe. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We've got a few comments again. Roger asks just for a bit more information, Ricky, on 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 the for, the formation that you expect yeah. tomorrow. Uh, yeah, like I said, it, I'd imagine it'll be a bit similar to what they played the last few weeks. So three, <clears throat> three five two, so three centre halves, then the the two wing backs pushing high up. Well, maybe not as high up as they were against Cambridge, um, and then Josh Windass operated as the in the midfield three. He was the furthest one forward, so. 
you know, most of the time it was a it was a front three basically. But yeah, three five two I would imagine um would be the the, the preferred system tomorrow. And do they like a lot of the ball? Because Newcastle tends to like to press teams yeah. more than have the ball at their feet. Um, I think it's horses for courses, really. I mean, I don't expect them to, to boss it tomorrow, that's for certain. Um, but yeah, when at Hillsborough, 95% of the time that they are, you know, in, in control of the of the ball. Um, and yeah, they can mix it up as well. You know, there was a, a few weeks ago, David Stockdale was, was the goalkeeper. Um, he'd kept, I think, 11 clean sheets um, and he made a few errors. Errors were kind of creeping into his game. I think one of the biggest criticisms was this passing out from the back, you know, this almost like stubbornness about passing out from the back for the sake of it. Um, and he actually mixed it up a bit and, and that resulted in a goal. So they are able to go to go along when needed. Um, so, yeah, it's about, I think, not sticking to those rigid, you know, rigid styles of play. I don't know. I'm not sure about obviously Newcastle, not seen, seen bits and bobs of them, but in terms of how they, they play this season, is it a lot more, more front foot than than recent seasons. Oh, definitely. Like going forward, they're a force to be reckoned with. But I, I would argue they're maybe the best pressing team in the Premier League. They don't give yeah. the opposition a moment on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're also just excellent, you know, defensively. You know, the, the amount of clean sheets, clean sheets they kept this season. We saw against Arsenal, they frustrated them. Uh, you know the best team in the Premier League couldn't couldn't get past the Nick Pope's been a bargain at, at 10, 11 million pounds. I think he's yeah. he's kept some like 10, 11 clean sheets just across the whole team from from you know front to back. It's a totally different setup, a totally different mm-hmm. attitude, a totally different approach to what it was twelve months ago. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they do against Sheffield Wednesday because you went into Cambridge last season in the FA Cup, Newcastle were in a horrendous position. The confidence, you know, wasn't there. And while it was a shock to get beat by Cambridge, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was, it was, it was not, it wasn't expected, but it was kind of just, well, this is, this is where Newcastle are. This is, you know, they're in serious trouble here. Whereas this time around, third in the Premier League, League Cup quarterfinals, they go down there tomorrow, fully expecting to win, knowing they're yeah. going to have a hard job at it. But if they're not in the fourth round of the FA Cup come Saturday night, there will be real disappointments that they've, that they've been beaten by by Sheffield Wednesday. I was going to say, obviously, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Obviously, years and years of Mike Ashley and fans complaining about not having much ambition in the Cups. And then now it's kind of flipped on its head. Do you think fans are a kind of, you know, obviously the Premier because you're in such a good position in the Premier League, do you think fans are a bit hesitant to like go deep in the cup competitions, or are they are they embracing it? Oh no, they 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 take cup over anything. You know, it's been yeah. 1969 yeah. the last time Newcastle lifted a major honour. So all the, the I mean to, to win a cup this season would be unbelievable. They have kind of set the stall out. The owners set the stall out. You know, they wanted to go out and take every cup seriously. Mentioned there the quarter final against Leicester yeah. on Tuesday. Newcastle got that far under Steve Bruce and they played Brentford when Brentford won the championship and it was an absolute embarrassment the way they went out of that competition. It was just, it was like Brentford with the established Premier League side. Um, Whereas this time around, Eddie Howe is playing his strongest team, he's taking everything seriously and it's it's how 
a Premier League side should really try and approach a cup. You know, you want to win every game, and that's how mm-hmm. I was approached to, to management. Every game is is winnable. Every game is they should win every game, and yeah, to get deep in the competition is something every Newcastle United fan wants. Uh, you know, comments here, Dan Kane saying we want it all, and we're sick of saying it's 1969 since the last yeah. cup. We're sick of saying 55 since the last domestic cup. It's you know we want Newcastle fans want that trophy, and hopefully comes this season. Yeah, I think up at the expense of Sheffield Wednesday, quarter final there against Leicester on Tuesday. It's just exciting to have a ownership with with ambition. It it, it really is. It really is. Um, are you looking forward to covering the game to seeing the likes of maybe St. Max and Callum Wilson playing uh, Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said earlier, it's in League One. You know, there isn't that many, you know, kind of blue ribbon games, if you like, this caliber. Certainly not. You know, you've got big clubs in this league, obviously Ipswich, Portsmouth, um, but it's a different scale when it's a cup game. And, and especially, you know, like I say, under the lights at Hillsborough, live on TV, big crowd. I think it's got all the ingredients to be a to be a really good game. And also, you know, like I said, that Man City game when, when they played three years ago, I think that was only a 1-0 defeat that day. But um, Wednesday we were in a really poor run of form under Gary Monk. You know, they weren't. I think that the lineup he put out as well was really, you know, they had, the, they had bigger fish to fry, basically. Whereas now, I think Wednesday can go at it. They know they've got, got a midweek game. Um, I wasn't aware that you do you play Leicester on Tuesday then? On Tuesday, yeah. Right. So that, you know, that might play in, you know, play on Eddie Howe's mind, I suppose. Um, although whatever team he puts out is going to be strong. But yeah, I think it'll be, like I say, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be a, a good. Um, good contest, an intriguing contest and, and one where Wednesday can kind of do themselves proud on a, on a national, you know, a national, in front of a national audience. I'm sure they will. Yeah, it is interesting that Newcastle play on Tuesday, but it goes back to what you were saying at the start. Momentum is key. You, know, you won't want to, Newcastle will not want to lose no. the game against Sheffield Wednesday because they don't want to go out the competition, but B, you don't want to go into a quarter final on the back of it. Yeah. Your defeat, especially in the game where you are favourites, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that favourites tag. But anyhow, you know, as said that in his press conference, he's expecting a, a tough game. Um, how will this end then? What's your score prediction? Uh, I'm going to be, I'll be optimistic and, and go for a replay. Um, I'm going to say one-one. Uh, I know just someone to put there on the comments. I, I had to actually, <laughs> I had to actually remind myself what the rules are this season because they've, they've changed that often. But it's definitely back to normal. So finishes level replay then extra time and pens if needed so yeah uh, I'll, I'll take a, a replay a nice trip up to st james's i was gonna say you want to trip up to tie inside mm-hmm. i'm not sure how would uh would like a replay yeah obviously it'd be cool. yeah. just like sheffield wednesday will be to going out to win this well i mean actually will they? because sometimes in these fixtures you do get the so-called underdog looking yeah. to frustrate the opposition mm-hmm. and, and actually playing for replay playing for yeah, all but i suppose when we say underdog you know uh, you know that when you think about an underdog it's often like cambridge last season yeah i feel wednesday maybe not so of the tag of an underdog because you know they're going strong in league one they've got some decent players but will 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 they be going out to win this in 90 minutes or will they maybe looking to to, to get a draw and, and trying to frustrate newcastle and then looking forward to a trip up to up to tyneside I think, yeah, I think they'll they'll definitely be going out to win it. I think 
it, like I say, I think the team, as much as it'll be impossible to predict, I think it'll be strong because I think it's competition for places. You know, they like I said earlier, they want to get out of this league this season, no doubt about it. Um, but I think you, you don't you do yourself any harm putting a, a strong performance in against Newcastle. Like I said, the fans just want to see them go for it, have a go at them. You know, if you get beat, fair dues. But if you get beat, get beat by the other side showing their quality and having to having to show that quality. Say for instance, Newcastle's got got to bring off Isaac and um Wilson or Trippier, etc. If they have to do that to win the game, I think that says a lot about how good Wednesday are going. Um and yeah, like I said, the worst thing would be to just kind of roll over and you know take a three nil, four nil uh beating. It, it seems like the the thought is very much similar to how Newcastle United fans yeah. like to see their team play, you know, if just there's that famous banner that always does the round it did the round on the the morning of the takeover day where it was you know we don't uh demand a club that wins we demand a club that tries um you know and it seems like that's a similar train of thought down down at Sheffield Wednesday definitely yeah like I said I mean these are very what you call proper clubs I know that's that kind of means nothing (laughs) but they are you know Newcastle Wednesday Everton Villa these are proper historical traditional football clubs um and as i said earlier newcastle are at the level now where they feel they should be and where you know they're kind of making up for lost time in a way wednesday need to do that they need to get up to the very least the championship look can sort all that afterwards in terms of getting to the prem but they shouldn't be in this level this is the third time in 18 years they've been in league one uh it took them it took them two years on the previous two occasions so hopefully you know they can do it again second time of asking but yeah i think um that has to be the 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 goal you know you look at the support the history tradition you know like you said earlier newcastle getting beat by cambridge is a you know is a shock you know plucky cambridge if you like but i wouldn't say if wednesday beat them and i I think newcastle probably agree with this be a shock in terms of where they are in levels in the pyramid but in terms of you know a shock you wouldn't say it was um a massive massive surprise but that's not that's not going to say it's going to be easy I, like i say i think it'd be a really tough one given how, how well newcastle's done the feel-good factor um so yeah i'm i'm gonna plump for a, a replay i think michael smith would enjoy a replay anyway yeah definitely coming back to his boyhood club uh and uh playing to james's part would definitely suit him you would imagine i'm gonna go for newcastle win i think Got two nil in my head, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go two nil. But you know, I think it'll be a tough game, and um, be entertaining one. But yeah, two nil to Newcastle night is is uh, is my prediction, and, and building that momentum going into that quarter final, which of course is uh, going to be a big big game mm. for Newcastle. Um, well, Ricky, thank you very much for popping on to everything is black and white podcast. To you guys watching and listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. And Ricky, where can we find coverage of today's press conference? Uh, it'll be over on the, the Yorkshire Live website. So uh, I'm just trying to remember the time. So yeah, Smith, Michael Smith's coming up first. So he's about 1pm and then Darren Moore will be on uh, afterwards about 2 o'clock. So there we have it. You can hear what the opposition manager and Michael Smith, the boyhood Newcastle United fan, have to say ahead of the FA Cup clash on Saturday evening. Thank you very much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the day.